Hey, what's up? It's Shane the Best, and you're listening to the Society Hill Podcast. Hey, so welcome to the show. This is pretty much your center for the latest in pop news. We're bringing some entertainment, different points of view, a little insight into the music world, TV and film, millennial life, and uh, any advice. So let's get into it. So pretty much the hot topics recently, as of yesterday, Ariana Grande made history with the Billboard Hot 100 by getting all top three spots. She hit number one for the past four weeks with Seven Rings, number two with Break Up With Your Girlfriend, and number three with Thank You Next, which rebounded from number seven. Now, she's the first act to achieve this since the Beatles in 1964. And these are all singles under her album, which was released under Republic Records. Now, I think after, you know, a lot of the events that Ariana Grande has gone through, considering the Manchester incident and then you know the unfortunate passing of Mac Miller and the recent breakup that she had with Pete Davidson I think you know this is really just a moment to be proud of I mean she didn't get to attend the Grammys because of some buffoonery between one of the execs at the Grammys and a conversation I was going back and forth about whether she could perform Seven Rings at the award show, which I think is crazy because Seven Rings is doing very well, it's a hot record, and it's new and it's popping. I think it would have been great to see her bring it to life on the stage, but some creative differences between the people at the Recording Academy and Ariana, it just wasn't able to happen. Of course, she then gave a show on Instagram in the dress that she would have worn. But... I think this is a great time for her right now. She's making music that she wants to make. And I was watching a recent interview. She, you know, was just talking about the collective of her and her friends, like Victoria Monet and Taylor and Tommy and how they just put songs together. And it's it's very much like a family-oriented, while it's with friends, it's still a family-oriented process in going into this album. And she really got deep and just let us kind of into her mind, into her world, as far as everything she went through over the past couple of years. And to be honest, I think it kind of ate the last album, Sweetener. Like, there was that transition with No Tears Left to Cry from the Dangerous Woman album to the Sweetener album. But I think with this new album, Thank You, Next, it's just it's on another level and I can't wait to see what she's gonna do when she brings a tour she's gonna be coming to Orlando for one of her dates and it's gonna be interesting to see what she does on stage but I think this is a great moment for her she had actually tweeted on Twitter that her Nona just FaceTimed her and screamed anything else you want to do and her team made her this picture where it's her on the poster and it shows you know, all the different spots that she won on the Billboard Hot 100. And I, I'm just very proud of her. I can't wait to see what she does next. Now, in other news, it's been announced that Tanache is split from RCA Records. Now, her manager, Mike Nazaro, actually cleared up the rumor because there was a rumor going around that RCA dropped Tanache. But Mike cleared that up. He said, we initiated for her to be released, and it was a positive split for her, and it's now giving her creative control. 
which I think is great because Tanache's had an in- interesting career. It started in 2012. She was signed to RCA, and then in 2014, she came out with that single Two On, which was dope. It was a great hit, and we just kind of saw her skyrocket. She was on the Soul Train Awards and got to perform her uh, medley of music, Two On, and Pretend that she has with ASAP. And, you know, through her career, it's it's been a little rocky because I feel like not so much management, maybe the label, but I just feel like she has this great potential and it hasn't really been able to, you know, be pushed out there. She's had amazing hits. She's had at least two major projects between her first album, The Aquarius, and her recent album, Joyride, which had her song No Drama with Offset. Uh, She had actually performed on Good Morning America last year. And I don't know, everybody talks about how she has this ability to be like the next Janet or the next Sierra. And I mean, you know, sometimes I'm like, well, why can't she just be Tanache? But I, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm happy for her that, you know, the split, you know, is positive. And I think that having this creative control, she can move forward and put out the music she wants to put out and not be told which genre she has to be in, you know, because a lot of artists nowadays are trying to kind of stick away from the generic labels of music genres and just kind of make the sound that they want to make. And, you know, if they're feeling this vibe, then they go with this. If they're feeling that vibe, maybe they, you know, experiment and try a different sound and, you know, not be in titled the R&B singer or a pop star or you know a rapper because maybe they're you know gonna try something different and I think we should be okay with that and so I think with Tanache splitting from RCA you know maybe she'll decide to stay on the level of independent or maybe she'll sign with a different label in the future but I think this is gonna be a good point for her to just kind of figure out what she wants to do and Hopefully, we'll be hearing more music in the future. So now let's move on to Malia Obama. Now, it's in the news that, you know, she's been, she decided to celebrate spring break early and have a drink of rosé. And for some reason, everybody's making a big deal about this. And it's almost like she's being attacked for having a drink. Now, I understand she may not be the legal age of 21. She is 20. And, you know, I don't think anybody was, you know, perfect in college. I'm sure everybody's experimented a little or, you know, when you get in college, it's kind of that point in time where you kind of let loose and, you know, you try different things. You're a little bit more grown up now. You have a little bit of independence. You're not at home with mom and dad. And it's not like she's doing anything too crazy. I mean, she just had one drink of rosé that we know of and I mean I I could understand why this is in the news again there was that moment in time where she was in college and there was that video that went viral about her smoking weed and so I think you know added with this moment where she's drinking rosé you know everybody's making a big deal and as far as I knew I remember that you know the children of presidents usually were off limits 
but I guess, you know, that's a change. Now, this wasn't something that was leaked by one of her friends. This time, this was leaked by paparazzi. So, but I think, you know, drinking in college, I'm not condoning what people do, what people do is their business, but I, I think we should let Malia Obama live a little, okay? She's in college, she's a young girl, she's doing what she needs to do, you know, fulfilling her studies, and she just decided to let loose. So, I think we should let her live. Some more in music. Sierra is launching her own company and music label. The singer announced her plans to start Beauty Marks Entertainment at the 2019 Makers Women's Conference. And actually, here's a clip. Give ownership is always been important to me, and that's what this chapter is about. And, you know, being able to own my own masters has been, has been really cool. When the sync opportunities come on, I'm like, yes, we want that. We can place it there. We can place it there. And being able to have that freedom and flexibility has been amazing. And, um, you know, it's been, I'm having so much fun. I'm, I'm really having the most fun I've ever had um, out of all my years of doing this. And um, I just, I'm just grateful. I really am. So her husband, Russell Wilson, actually gifted for Valentine's Day, gifted Sierra with the original masters from her past and present record labels, including Jive and Epic Records. And I think this is great. This allows, if you don't know, pretty much owning your masters means that you basically now have all creative and copyright control over the music, and you could decide where you want to license it as far as TV shows and films, commercials, you basically have full creative and business control over your records. And that's great for someone like Sierra. And I think it's going to be great to see, you know, what she's going to do with Beauty Marks Entertainment. Maybe she's going to start, you know, signing some new talent and developing new artists. Because Sierra's kind of created her own lane. You know, she's been up there with Beyonce and Janet and Rihanna. And, you know, she's from the ATL, so, you know, she's going to bring that swag with it and do something a little different. So, congratulations, Sierra. Now, this new deal with Chris Brown, he now owns his own mastering records, and this is making him the youngest artist to do so at 29. This new deal structure between Chris Brown and RCA Records will undoubtedly enhance the release of Chris Brown's new music, content, and much more throughout 2019 and beyond. So this is great for Chris. Now, if you don't know, Chris Brown originally started on Jive, and he put out his first four albums with that label, and then he transitioned over to RCA in 2012. Now, RCA, his first release was the Fortune LP that he put out in 2012 but now this is great for chris he's the youngest to do so the youngest artist ever and, and i think you know in 2019 it's just good to see artists winning and having full control over their careers all right so now let's get into some more fun stuff so we're here and we got a guest let me introduce her her name is callie she's an artist a mixing engineer a streetwear model and the founder of Normal People Motivation. And we're going to get into some of that. But ladies and gentlemen, here's Callie. We live! Woo! Hey, so welcome to the show. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> so we go way back, right? All the way, all the way. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we both students at Full Sail University doing our thing. But, um... 
you know, you're doing the music thing. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, I'm an artist. I'm a mixing engineer. I'm also a songwriter. So that's basically it, you know. And how'd you get into music? Um, when I was about 12, 13, I was in a girl group. And basically, we had a manager at the time, which was, at the time, was my aunt. And she knew these guys who had a label, and basically they picked us up. They saw raw talent. And we we did our little thing then, and then eventually we made, you know, some money, and then we ended up breaking up. Because we was kids. We just trying to live our life. We wasn't really ready for that route yet, but I eventually picked it up after I graduated high school, so. And you just kind of been solo ever since? Nah, it wasn't like I just went <laughs> solo. I talked to them, and uh, I talked to them about everything, because at the end of the day, we still family, and I told them about the decision um, of me going solo, and they was cool with it. They was like, yeah, do you? Like, that ain't really something we want to get into no more. So I was like, all right, cool. I, I mean, I was going to do it anyway, but it was just a matter of respect. So I talked to them about it. And then I took it from there, and now I'm here. Yeah, so what kind of brought you down to Orlando? I mean, I know you're a student at Full Sail, but what kind of, like, brought you over this way, and what were you expecting to really gain coming to Florida? Um, Florida was really unexpected because I wasn't, like, I really wasn't even thinking about Florida. But my mind was set in stone on California, but that's too far away from Georgia. So I was like, no, I'm not going to go that far yet. So I just decided, you know, I'm going to pick a school, like, that's more right for me. And I wanted to get into a more hands-on school. And uh, one of the guys that I was doing music with back home, um, he basically told me about Full Sail, he wanted to go. And we just started looking into it. We were supposed to go to school together and be roommates, you know? And things just didn't pan out that way. I end up coming, you know, he's still back home doing this thing. Um, and I just, that's how I came here. And ever since I've been here, just a lot of great opportunity, networking opportunities. Um, and doors have opened for me since I've been here, so. While I'm here, I'm just going to work my butt off so I made my way back home to Georgia. Yeah. So, do you feel like you have a specific sound? Like, if someone were talking about Cali, like, if they were going to put you in a... Not necessarily in a box, but if we were going to put you in a specific genre, how would you kind of... What is your genre, would you say? Mm, I'm more hip-hop, more rap. Um, but I'm open to all genres. But me... May so mainly so is just rap, you know. That's it. Like I can sing, but I I'm not like I'm not gonna tell you I'm gonna hit you some R and B melodies <laughs> or none of that. But I'm definitely like I'm I'm just down to earth to rap. But like that's why I opened my mindset to being a songwriter because versatility is key. Like I love writing, you know, love songs for people that can sing, like or that love to sing and. Singing is just not my first love, but it's definitely, you know, something that I'm very open to doing, like, in writing for other people, so. Any uh, influences? Influences? Or um, people that you look up to, maybe? Definitely a lot of female MCs. Um, offhead, um, I'll say, like, Queen Latifah, The Brat, um, MC Light, Lil' Kim, 
you know, a lot of great MCs. And I just, I look at everybody nowadays, everybody is an inspiration to me. I, you know, a lot of females, I just, I respect females in general because they doing their thing, you know. It's a lot of people that I didn't name that are still out there doing their thing because they paved the way for us. So it's just like, I pay respect to anybody, any female that's trying because there's not many of us in this industry and if we do get in this industry we ain't really respected so you know we gotta hold the ground for each other so yeah now i know you're not necessarily one to really get into beefs but you know like nikki and cardi nikki and remy like how you really feel about like you know female beefs in the industry as far as music goes mm. i mean i know it's part of like the culture <laughs> but like i mean Whatever they got going on, it's what they got going on. I don't get into beef, you know. That's not my stilo, that's not my preference, you know. You can say whatever you want to say, but at the end of the day, if I'm doing my thing, I'm doing my thing. I feel like a lot of people, I think a lot of stuff stir up just from social media, you know, and media in general. Like, they'll put headlines out. And when you're in the industry, you know, you really don't know if somebody's saying stuff about you. So, you know, you probably kind of will take it the wrong way, but I think, like, with a positive mind, sometimes you just, some battles you got to learn to let go because they just ain't worth it, honestly, because a lot of people really do want to see you fail. You know, whether it's a female versus female, male versus male, I'm not for the beef, you know? It's just not me. I think a lot of people do it just to keep clout around their name. Long as I'm be, long as I'm being successful and, and I'm doing what I gotta do for me and my family, and I'm making an impact on my fans, and I'm not out here, you know, give showing a negative impact side to these people that look up to me or people that even looking at me as a respect issue. Then that's all that matters to me, really. And I think you know, I think there's room for. I mean, I know sometimes it's part of culture, and. But I, I think there's room for everybody in the industry. Definitely. Everybody can eat. You feel me? That's the only goal is to let everybody eat. And I mean, I know we aren't always going to agree on everything, but I think we can also uplift each other. It doesn't always have to be, you know, oh, why she do what I'm doing? Or, you know, why she looking at me that way? Or, you know, things like that. Or I just feel like, you know, everybody don't have to feature on everything. Or, you know, everybody don't have to be best friends. But I feel like there's just room for you know it doesn't have to always just be one person on top that's all for of course it's definitely not one person on top but sometimes it's the view of if if people feel like one person is out out hustling another person they feel like somebody ain't doing what somebody else should have been doing or could be doing so it's just like like i said there's a lot of opinions that just come into play and they kind of, you know, at the end of the day, you're still human, so it kind of mess with your head just a little bit. And so you, like, you really don't know what, at the end of the day, if you're doing your thing, sometimes when negativity stirs in, you don't know, you know, you like, oh, they talk about me? Like, all right, I'm, you know, blah, 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 I'm going to retaliate because I've been doing my thing. But sometimes you, like I said, you got to learn to let stuff just fly because sometimes it ain't worth it. You know, everybody can really eat and work together, really. That's just how I feel. You think it's also maybe like picking your battles and knowing when to really say something or? Definitely. If you pay attention to all the greats, it's definitely when and where to pick your battle. I mean, I know people <laughs> people joke about, oh, Beyonce would never, 
or Rihanna whenever, <laughs> but but like in a setting, like let's say like the Met Gala and like what happened with Nicki and Cardi at that event in front of all those, as I remember Nicki saying, upper echelon people, you know, higher execs and do you, like, do you think that's a situation that should have happened there and like when is it a good time and when is it a bad time to really react to something I think that situation was in my opinion definitely off of emotion of a bunch of things that was hurt um definitely wasn't the right time and sometimes it'll never be a right time to actually retaliate or even ask someone something um we don't know what went on behind closed doors so you know it was definitely wrong of them, um, you know, but it happened, so we can't just go back, you know. Yeah. I just hope that they can move on from this and do better, you know, and make better decisions, um, you know, as female MCs. And I hopefully later in the future, they can work together. You, you never know what the future holds, so we'll see. Yeah. Now, normal people motivation. So what is that? And... Why does it exist? Um, Normal People Motivation is a nonprofit organization that I started. Um, it's about motivating people, you know, just to live a better life, be a better you, you know, try to achieve better things. Because I feel like everybody do the same things every day, and that's where the normal people come in at. You know, a lot of people sit at home and They'll scroll on Instagram all day or they'll be on YouTube all day watching these blogs or they'll, you know, be on Twitter posting memes, but, and then they complain about, you know, how they could be in this position, but they don't put action behind it. So I started Normal People Motivation basically to help these people, you know, how to drive these people to do more and do better one step at a time so basically that's what normal people motivation is you know we're just motivating the youth we motivated anyone really you know it's mainly targeted towards the youth because i feel like those are the main people that need to think for their future because sometimes it's not what you think it's definitely how you think so you could think all the time like oh you know i want to start a business that's what you think you know if i do this you know i could start a business but then how you think definitely goes into how can I do this? You know, actually get a notebook and a pencil and a paper, writing down steps to make this effective and then taking these steps and actually put them into action to get these things done because, you know, work is everything. You know, action is everything. And if you don't have action behind a dream, a dream is just a thought, really. And that's how Known People Motivation came about. Now, do you feel like you were always driven, like even as a little girl? Always. Thank God for my parents, I swear <laughs> to God, because a lot of people don't have parents that work for what they have. A lot of people don't have, you know, I'm just going to say mentors to look up to, to actually say, oh, like, I see them working this hard, you know, how can I do this? And my parents, you know, we were middle-class people, so they worked for everything they got. We were spoiled, but not spoiled to the point where we would, like, get everything. You know, they all, they definitely taught us, like, certain things. Like, I know I remember when the iPhone first came out, and uh, one of my sisters wanted, like, the first one. I don't even remember what it's called, but 
she went to like my dad and she was asking for it and he was like you know you're gonna have to work for it basically you're gonna have to get out there you know rake the yard cut the grass you know you def you have to work for things in life to get what you want and i thank god for the people he surrounded me with because if i didn't have mentors to teach me and lead me into the direction i'm going i probably wouldn't be here you know trying to help people do the same thing like or better themselves because i was in a position once where i felt like kind of i had no one even when i had everyone so you know i kind of know what that feels like and i kind of know what it feels like to not have anyone at all um so i just want to help people just start with themselves versus like not starting at all and doing a lot of wishful thinking. Now, for someone who, like you said, maybe feels like they're alone while they might be surrounded by people, what can they kind of do to, I guess, move forward or stay motivated? Um, it's definitely, honestly, I think it deals with a lot of self issues first. Um, first, you gotta love, learn to love yourself and have confidence within yourself. It wasn't that I didn't love myself. It was just at a point, I felt like a lot of people said they love me, but then when I needed something from them, they didn't show the same love back. So, you know, I think we get too dependable on people sometimes that we forget that we are our biggest like help in life. So we really gotta help ourselves. So really, if you got people around you, I just say you need to find self-love first. And secondly, embrace the people around you. Because even though you might be feeling some type of way, those people don't know you feel that type of way. So use these people, not use them, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Use them to help you, you know, build yourself. And then and then they can build their selves when they see a different glow from you. So I don't know if that was the answer you were looking for. But uh, <laughs> no, that's, fine. that's basically, you know, it, it's progress. Now, I don't know if you mind me asking you some more like millennial directed questions. Mm -hmm. but do you believe, because I know as millennials, we have this stigma that we're very naive and very entitled. Do you believe our parents are right that we don't work as hard and that we feel like we're entitled to everything? Um, I never had a parent tell me I don't work as hard. So I can't relate to that. But I know a lot of people who deal with those issues. And I don't think it's we don't work as hard. I just think it's we don't strive to work as hard because we don't have nothing to work to. We have a lot of digital things that, such as Instagram and, and all these other apps. Um, and we see people living these fabulous lives. And we, we wish that we can have this life and they make it seem so easy. Like, oh, you post pictures on Instagram all day just consistently and you'll start making money instantly. You start posting videos every day on YouTube, it'll work. And you know, that they, they, I'm not blaming them, but sometimes it's an image that some people perceive the wrong way. And I feel like once we write down our dreams and we write down our goals and we find out what we want to do and not what our parents want us to do, 
then we'll have something to go and strive to reach, you know, those goals we want to strive to accomplish all them goals. So once we find out what we want to do and what we want to accomplish in life, it'll help us, like, actually want to do something in life. So I think that's mainly that. And then don't listen to what nobody say. Parents or not, nobody can tell you what to do. I think we we live a lot, we live our life based off of a lot of opinions that don't really matter. So when you learn to not listen to a lot of people, listen to yourself, follow your gut, follow your heart. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Now, I know that, you know, like, you know, we live in this age of social media and it can be a great tool. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get into that. But you feel like we're too glued to it a lot of the time? Like, I know I feel like sometimes I see a lot of you know, fellow members of our young generation, we can be glued to the phone and we kind of get stuck in that world of like Instagram and Twitter and likes and mm-hmm. do you, you feel like, you feel like that's a thing? I feel like we suck. I feel like Insta- um, these apps are phenomenal, but I feel like we're in them for the wrong reasons. Yeah. We could be using these apps to really live our best life. Like, make money we could be using them to change lives we could be using them for a better platform but instead we abuse these apps we take them and either we'll get on them and we'll just get on the celebrity page and we'll bash the celebrity in the comments not we but you know we as millennials we'll get on and we'll post fights and i'm not saying these things won't pop up every now and then which as they should but sometimes I feel like if we use our platform for better, we would have better outcomes. So I think it's good that these apps are out here because they are a source of entertainment. But I don't like how we're not using them to our advantage. And that could be so many more millionaires, billionaires, um, teachers, all these great phenomenal things, but we ain't using it the right way. So it kind of hinders us at the end because at the end of the day, we stuck you know, with the with the fishing rod trying to catch fish, you know, instead of riding the yacht on the lake. Yeah. So what do you think are better ways that we can utilize them, especially for us as the younger generation? Definitely use it towards your career. Um, whatever you're trying to be, um, dentist, doctor, teacher, artist, MUA, um, all these wonderful things, you know, veterinary. Use whatever you want to do and use these platforms to help build that because kids nowadays, all they do, what they do, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, you know, even Snapchat, you know, they own all these resources. If they see us start, you know, changing for the good, then they'll, they'll want to become more than just an Instagram model. They want to become more than fitness model, um, a rapper holding an AK-47. Nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, when you have kids looking up to you, you want to lead. You want to lead by example. You know, you don't want to keep sending kids down the wrong direction. And it just, you don't want to wait too late to try to fix a damaged kid. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And now, at this point, we're going to be damaged big kids, which is an adult. <laughs> so... It, it's true though, right? Yeah. Like it's true. So, I just think you should use it for good. Like whatever you're trying to do, use it for good and network with people. 
definitely put yourself out there reach out and speaking on networking like I know you know we learned a lot about networking at our school mm-hmm. what are because I feel like you know sometimes myself but other people we sometimes have trouble with really pushing ourselves to go talk to you know maybe that person that person might you know have an opportunity but we're too scared to really like approach them or we don't want to mess up by saying something and looking you know crazy or being unprepared like how how would you what would be tips maybe for someone who has trouble with networking reach out it start with reaching out a lot of people don't they're scared they they either scared they're introvert or they they don't want to be rejected reach out either way you need to be reaching out to people every day whether they like especially on the internet it's so many people that want to network so many people that scared to say something yeah. Text. Like, you have text, you have DM, slide in them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious though, like, slide in them. And, you know, not sliding them like trying to talk to the yeah, person, but yeah, literally yeah. slide in them and be like, hey, bro, I see you make beats. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be a beat maker myself, or like you. I'm trying to start a podcast, or I started a podcast, and you know, I need some intro music, blah, blah, blah. Build friendships, because friendships determines how how far you move in this world, and I guarantee, I guarantee, one day, somebody probably be sitting in a meeting with the CEO of some sort of company, some sort of company, and they can just say, oh, I know somebody that got a podcast. Maybe he would be interested in it. Let me hit him up. You see what I'm saying? You just never know what opportunities might lay out in front of you. So definitely reach out, build friendships. They work, I'm, I'm telling you. Yeah, because I think in all different careers, I think people forget that, I mean, you can know a lot of knowledge about maybe what it is that you're doing and about the job, or you might have talent if it's something like music and acting, but a lot of these industries are very, you know, connection and relationship driven you really gotta get out there and reach out and you know i I know sometimes it's it could be the confidence sometimes it's confidence that people might be lacking so yeah you just gotta let everything go let fear go out the window and just connect that's it and what's the worst that could happen? I mean, they say no. No. Or... <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never been scared of nobody. Somebody tell me no. All right. Next. Like, hashtag whatever you're trying to do in this in this world while you're here. Hashtag it. Go find these people. Reach out, network. Meet up with these people. Link up. Boom. Build friendships. That's it. That's it. Now, when advertising things on social media, like let's say you make a post and you want to get good coverage, you know, we live in this world of like hashtags and stuff, but I know hashtags can be very, it can be a lot. So how how would you go about, let's say if you want to use a hashtag to kind of gain some, you know, buzz towards your post, how many would you maybe put? Would you put it in the post area, maybe in the, you know, in a different area? Like how, when you do it, like how do you go about that? Um, depending on what you're trying to be, I feel like if you're trying to be a comedian or, or 
Only a comedian. If you're trying to be a comedian, you should, you can put them in your bio. I just think it's so ugly to put hashtags in your bio. Don't put hashtags in your bio, people. But some people can. If it's one or two. Don't do it. If it's one or two, put it in your bio. If it's 30, if you're maxing out 30 hashtags, don't put it in your bio. Definitely don't put it in your bio. Um, Go to the comments. Do like three, four line marks. And then drop the hashtag. Um, I got this from a YouTuber. Um, Shout out to Glamazante. She stated like... When you use hashtag, they, they help you build, you know, views and likes um, of people that's doing what you're trying to do. Also, it drives traffic. But when you're done with these things, like, just say, if somebody's trying to give you a sponsorship or something and you've reached um, your goal of your likes and your views or whatever you're trying to reach, at some point, like, you can delete these hashtags and just let, you know, these, these, um, you know your comments just be your comments but if you put in the bio initially you would just have to delete the whole post so i would just go about putting it in the comments and let it be that because it's very ugly putting it in your bio <laughs> i mean not bio what is it your picture your post. <laughs> now you think you want to get into maybe acting or film at some point in your career Eh, maybe. I mean, I'm not really focused on it right now, but maybe. You think you're going to stick more to just the music for now? Yeah, probably just the music. I'm acting in them videos. (laughs) Ah! That's it, though. What do you think is the biggest misconception that people trying to get into the music industry that they have about maybe that it's it's easy or, you know... I think they think they don't have no chance at all. Um, my advice to anybody trying to get into the music industry, any industry at all, get a manager, build a team, period. That's it. See, you think it's about like collectives and... No, you could definitely do it by yourself. Um, but that only lasts for a long time because you can only do so much for so long. But definitely get a manager, not a scum bucket, who your homeboy from down the street, who wanna try something out, you not, know. Not Jerome. <laughs> not a try, a free trial. I mean, that could work, you know, sometimes it works. There's 1% rarity that it actually works, but it works sometimes. But honestly, go out here, ask people. Like, that's why I tell you to network people all over the world because you can ask these people, like, that's even coming up. And you can say, yo, like, you know any agencies? You know any entertainment companies? Da-da-da. You know, that's looking for talent and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, get a manager. Get a team. Your team define you. So if you don't make it, they will suck. (laughs) Period. Now, if you're an artist and, you know, building this team, who are kind of the main key players, you would say, that you're building around yourself? Around me? Um, or every, any, or everybody any is different. Um, every For every team is different. I just feel like know your weak points, and it helps you, that helps you build a team. 
know your weak points and then go find people who are strong in those points and then you learn from them in case y'all ever depart from each other um not on bad terms but just ever depart from each other you know you you'll know what to expect you know you're your own plan b so that's it yeah and i can't blame like specific specifics because every you know everybody is different but know your weak points and get that yeah and as far as like the relationship between an artist and a manager you know i was i was recently in my artist management course and we were talking about like those first stages with an artist and a manager in that relationship, mm. you know, you they suggest that you kind of have like a kind of a test run period where maybe like Definitely. a couple months and it's kind of the manager and the artist getting to know each other, kind of figuring out where they want to go. Do you feel like with your manager, that's kind of how that went? Or um, first off, before I work out with anybody. We is finna know each other because I don't trust everybody and I just, period. Especially if you're gonna be dealing with my money. So, um, if you're gonna be dealing with my business in general, I'm very serious about how I handle business. So, um, I'm very careful who I let, you know, know what. So, you know, it's definitely important that you know who you are dealing with and definitely give these people a, a test run. You know, see see what happens when they book your first four or five shows. You know, see how they handle business when it's time to do the first four or five features. Um, just things of these sorts. When it's time for you to want what you want, see how they go about handling the issue. Now, I ain't saying be selfish and go have them get you a penthouse knowing that ain't your budget. But still, just see how they handle business because that's all that really matters at the end of the day. So I want you to think about this for a second. So knowing what you know now, if you knew it back when you were, let's say, 16, what would you tell your younger self? No regrets. And keep going. Period. <laughs> nah, but for real, I'm glad I took a break, though, because I learned a lot in, um, in those three or four years that I took a break during music. Um, and I learned, I learned other aspects of the music industry, like learning how to mix, learning how to songwrite for other people, learning how to actually get out and network. So actually taking a break really helped me a lot. So if I could really just tell what I know now and what I could tell myself at the end was, you know, you did the right thing. Cause I did the right thing, I feel like, because if I never took that break, just imagine like, I would have never knew how to mix. Yeah. I mean, I had great social skills, but I didn't really know the aspects of networking. Um, I probably would have never been in Florida, you know. Probably would have been, you know, already in fame, but I probably would have been probably in bankruptcy somewhere, you know, not in a good state. Um, so I'm just glad that I learned a lot. So 16-year-old self, you made the right decision. You think you're proud of where you're at today? Of course, of <laughs> course, because 2019 is my year. And I, I decreed and declared it in 2017, and I told everybody, anticipate the wait, baby. And in 2018, I worked hard as I could to plan and to strategically, 
you know, get to the point that I'm at now. And guess what? 2019. That's it. We here. <laughs> we That's here. it. We doing big things. We here. We doing big things. And um, only greatness ahead. Only greatness, you know, only greatness to come. Any uh, normal people motivation quotes for the listeners? Um, the quote I want to leave everybody with is just never give up and don't listen to nobody. You know, follow your gut. Never give up, don't listen to nobody, and follow your gut. That's it. You can follow me on social media at Breed Life Cali. That's B R E E D L I F E K A L I. And it was nice, you know, having this interview with you, bro. Thank you for having me. Of course. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll be back soon, you know? Oh, uh, you definitely got to come back. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, anything coming up? Um, anything coming up? I do have a show Tuesday at the Loud Gallery in Orlando, Florida. Um, you can go find that on my social media um, if you go look. I got an EP coming in March, you know. I'm not going to say too much. Still in the works and stuff like that. But anticipate the wait, folks. And that's it. That's all I got. Anticipate the wait. So any music for the listeners to hear now? Of course. I brought my new single, Don't Tell Nobody, that just premiered on SoundCloud. Check it out. That's all from this side of the hill. I want to thank you all for listening to the first episode of Society Hill Podcast. You can catch it every Thursday. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Society Hill PC. Thank you for listening. You can also listen to this on the Anchor app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.